You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. We are with none other than Jim Quick is in the house. If you guys haven't seen his episode of Impact Theory yet, watch it, watch it, watch it. It was amazing. And for those of you that have seen the um, Inside Quest episode that Jim and I did together, this one was radically different. It was amazing. I was so grateful. You want to talk about being grateful for stuff. Um, I was very sick on the day that we recorded our episode and oh. you came in and saved my ass and absolutely crushed it i think i i only had to ask like two or three questions it was amazing man i really really am oh very grateful i didn't know people knew that yeah oh yeah yeah i oh, talked about it for sure so oh, okay cool, cool um really really incredible yeah. and it gave such a totally different interview than we had done the first time which is always my thing like doing yeah. a second interview is actually surprisingly Hard. Like the first right. one is easy, but then the second one you want to tread new water, and so um, you showed up and played to win. And yeah, I was very grateful. Well, and congratulations to you and the entire team. It's always it blows me away, and and Lisa, oh my god, the podcast is so awesome. Heroic podcast lit the world on fire. Their very first day, the they went to number one in the health category. It was nuts. So yeah, we're all pretty jazzed up around here. So very exciting. All right, I want to invite. Mr. Agent Smith himself, Jared, to join us. And we're going to be doing, yay, we're going to be doing a little bit of uh, brain training. And uh, yeah, so here we are. Let's do this. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. So for those of you that are meeting Jim for the first time, I think it needs to be said that Jim is an expert in learning, like the actual fundamental building blocks of what it takes to learn. His story is incredible. And if you want to see more about the story, we definitely cover that uh, in the episode. So be sure to watch the full Impact Theory episode um, that launched last Tuesday. Really, really fantastic. You'll get to hear all about his early brain trauma, how he overcame it. It's an absolutely miraculous story. I never get tired of hearing about it. And because of that, he's developed all kinds of amazing techniques that he's turned into his company, Quick Learning. And with that, Mr. Quick Learning himself, what are, what are some tips that you yeah. have that you can show us in real time here with Jared so we can figure right. out how are this hot learning works? Yeah, I'm in the hot seat. This is, this I don't know it. what's going to happen here. This we did so not cool. prepare in advance. Like, so. I didn't. I haven't. I'm not seeing like three chairs up here, so this is very cool. Yeah. Yes. I like New this to us a lot. as well. Um, okay, so I think a lot of people who are watching this want to. Um, what they'll say is they want to improve their memory, you know, and they're looking for some quick brain hacks, something they could do apply towards their studies, something they could apply towards work or just everyday kind of thing. And um, I mentioned it briefly in um, in one of our episodes. This. One of this this twenty five hundred year old technique, which I know you're familiar with, it's um this 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 loci memory, basically saying that we tend to store information in our location, mm. and that's uh, and because the reason why is because when we were hunter gatherers, we didn't need to need to memorize maybe numbers and definitions stuff like that. What we needed to remember where where things were for our own survival, right? And so it's um like we need to know where the clean water was, where the good food is, the soil, enemy tribes, and that was really um, everything. And so we learn to store information in our environment. In fact, when you forget someone's name, what's the first question you ask yourself? You're like, 
where where do I know this person? Where do I meet right. this person? And because the context gives you the con a lot of the content. And I, I really do believe that if um, if content is king, then then context is the kingdom, right? And so the place really gives you the information. And so we learn to be able to store information around us in uh, places. And so the idea behind this is take a place that you're very familiar with and store information that you need to remember as a filing system around your environment. Probably the one that most people are most familiar with is like their home, right? Because they could imagine themselves in the kitchen, they could see all this stuff, and then what you're doing is you're creating landmarks saying, okay, the, um, the microwave is, is the first place, the, the stove is the second place, the refrigerator is the third place, the, the dishwasher is the fourth place, and maybe the sink is the fifth place. But what the trick is though, is turning the information you wanna learn into a picture because we tend to think in pictures because we're very visual, right? Um, even when you're traveling, it doesn't no longer, and I know you've been on the road for the past couple of weeks, right? It doesn't say on the airplane, fasten your seatbelt or no smoking. What do, what do you see? You see like- the Icons. Right, those yeah. icons, right? Because we think in icons, we think in symbols, we think in pictures um, because a picture is worth a thousand words, no matter what language people are, 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 are in. And so that, sometimes we talk more, more quickly when we're in that visual mode because you, know, you have to keep up with all the pictures and, and you can tell how fast someone uh, thinks by how fast they're, they're, they're speaking also as well. Um, anyway, so you're taking the information you need to learn and you're putting the first bit in the first place, the second bit in the second place, the third bit in the third place. And if you've ever found yourself saying that, um, like in the, you're arguing with someone saying, in the first place this, in the second place that, in the third place, that languaging came from that technique. That technique mm, is 2,500 years old, mm. but the languaging is still here, right? Because that's how people used to remember like large bits of information. And so what we're gonna do is, um, just for practice, uh, for people at home is, um, we'll take another place that we're all familiar with, because we all live in different homes, um, is your body, right? You can mm. create, the, your body use it as a location. And we could store information we wanna remember on our body. And I had a student, um, this is great, like, I, I, work, I love working with children because children, if they can learn how to learn earlier, learn how to think, learn how to focus, learn how to read faster, learn how to remember more, they have such, a, such an advantage, right? And so this child, um, he was struggling in, um, in school and he would work, 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 and I was helping his parents out with something and they asked me to come in during dinner time and I just showed him a few things on this exact technique. And the next exam he took, he took, he got an A on it, which is extraordinary. And, and his parents were like, how'd you do it? This is amazing. And he was like, I cheated. He was like, I did what Jim said, I cheated. And I was like, whoa, wait, 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 I didn't say anything about cheating on your test. Um, and you know, it's a little boy and he's like, yeah, I, uh, I had all my notes with me. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, explain to your parents how you had your notes. He was like, no, it's not out in the outside. The notes were on the inside. Wow. And he was storing the things that he needed to remember on his body and in his home, in his bedroom. And so um, a simple example we could do is, is take um, 10 places on our body. And these are the 10 places that I like to use because I, I think we have this kinesthetic intelligence. And so we could do it together. Just we're going to name 10 places. And I, I encourage people who are watching at home to do this with me. Um, this is something you could use to memorize a speech without um, notes, you know, when you're public speaking. Mm. Um, sometimes you don't need to remember things verbatim. Uh, with actors, you, they need to remember things like word for word for word. But sometimes you just need to know, oh, what are the six points I need to go through? Um, but the, it's, what's important is the order of it. Because sometimes as a, as a speaker, you know this, somebody interrupts you and asks a question, and then you get sidetracked, and you're like, oh, where did I leave off? And you try to remember where that is. So the seek syntax is very important. So what we're going to do is 10 places in our body. The first place is the top of our head. So number one is top. So just kind of touch the top of your head. This is going to be kind of, number one is top. We top. got it. Number two is nose. Nose. 
Three is your mouth. Mouth. And four are your ears. Ears. There you go. Five is your larynx. Larynx. Like your throat area. So that's one through five. Six is your shoulders. Okay, shoulders. Seven is your collar. Collar. Eight are your fingers. Nine is your belly. Belly. And 10 is your seat, seat. like your rear end, yeah. right? So we're gonna go through it really fast. One more time. One is your top. Top. Two is your nose. Nose. Three is your mouth. Mouth. And four are your ears. Ears. Good. Five is your larynx. Larynx. Six is shoulders. Shoulders. Seven is your collar. Collar. Eight are your Fingers, fingers, nine is your belly, and then 10 is your, your seat. So we have 10 places on your body. So here's the trick, right? This is the brain hack. Since we tend to remember things in different locations, these become filing systems. It's just like if you were, um, you're going to a party and there's like these hooks or these pegs outside of the, outside of the living room, you hang up your coat, you know when you leave where your coat is, you just go to where the, the filing system is, right? So these are filing systems on your body. So let's say we need to memorize something very simple. Let's say we're gonna do, um, Impact Theory barbecue. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a big meetup with with fans and, and guests. And um, and Tom calls you up, say, you know, hey, can you stop by? Um, can you stop by uh, the 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 grocery store and pick up these ten things? And maybe you're in a place where you can't write them down. Like maybe you're driving or yeah. you're in the shower. And I don't know why you would answer the phone in the shower, but he's like rattles off these ten things. So what you're going to do with these ten things instead of now most people. In our traditional school system, it's rote memory, right? It's repetition, and that's how people memorize things there. There was no creativity, no, there was no imagination, it was just hard push it into your head. Oh, I gotta get avocados and just repeat it 50 times. And do you know the difference in, the, in what's going on in the brain between a loci yeah. form and just brute force memorization? We, we, we do, because, okay, so a lot of the way we could accelerate learning, whether it's reading faster or we're like remembering something in a 20% of the time. Like we do this thing where we teach students how to memorize 10 words a day in 10 minutes a day, like literally 300 new words a month. I mean, it's pretty extraordinary. State capitals, um, you know, the periodic table in, in literally in almost like it's an almost a non exaggeration seconds. And because it's possible for them, especially because the problem with rote learning is it's very left brain. Left brain is logical. It's words, it's sounds. Um, like even when we talked about you and I we talked about speed reading like what what is what how do you read something faster when you want to read faster and one of the big obstacles is subvocalization, which is that inner talk mm. um, and the reason why it's an obstacle to effective reading is because if you have to say all the words inside your mind you know that voice you hear inside when you're reading to yourself yeah hopefully it's your own voice it's not like somebody else's <laughs> voice um, the reason I use Jared sometimes just because <laughs> yeah. it's better I hear like two um, or three yeah. voices in there <laughs> nice. you, you actually hear like Agent Smith like voice exactly that's awesome um, the reason why it's an obstacle to effective reading is you have to say all the words inside your mind. You can only read as fast as you could speak. Mm. That means your reading speed is limited to your talking speed and not your thinking speed. That's why a lot of us, when we're listening to podcasts um, or you know audio, um, the Audible or something, we're listening at one point five or two point because we can think a lot faster, yeah. right? And that's a trick also for speed reading. Not to go off on a tangent, but people think if they read faster, they would not understand as much as they read. But in actuality, you actually understand more if it's done properly because when you read too slow you're starving your brain for the, the stimulus, so it starts distracting. You know when people read, they'll read a page in a book and get to the end and just forget what they just read? Because their mind is not there. It's because it's like driving slow. You know, you're doing like five different things when you're driving slow, but if you're racing cars, all your focus is on what's in front of you, same thing with reading. But going back to the subvocalization, when you're saying the words, you don't have to pronounce the words to actually understand what those what those words are. And so I would say when people read, mostly it's a left brain process, much like rote learning. It's just, um, you know, the sounds, which is like on the left side. Now it's a lot more complicated than that. 
um, because it's it's more a metaphor because it's more than just left and right brain, obviously. Sure. Um, but if you were to if you were hooked up to a brain sensing device, when people are reading, a lot of your left side will be um, lit up. When people are are going through repetition learning, basically you know this because it's neuroplasticity. Every time you learn a fact, um, it's kind of like a little thread between two brain cells, and when you repeat it, it becomes you know a little bit thicker, a little bit thicker after 50 times. Your brain registers, okay, this must be important. And then it, but the only problem with it though is through repetition, um, is it takes time, and that's the thing. And it's yeah. it's mind dulling, you know, for a lot of people just to sit there and not know relevancy, not have context. But meanwhile, your creative side, your imaginative side, your experiential side is not getting entertained. So it tends to go out there and think about other things that are going on. And so I would always think there's there's actually three three factors. There's um, even when you're working out your body, or even when you're talking about marketing. I mean, I'm thinking about frequency, duration, and intensity. So frequency is like you're going to the gym, you want to build your body, you go more frequently, right? Or duration is like you spend more time on the treadmill, right? More more t- more time holding that pose. Duration, mm-hmm. and then there is intensity, um, which could shortcut it because you could get you know, some pretty magnificent fitness um, achievements um, by making, because if you go to the, and you, you frequency and duration, but you're not using any intensity, mm. you're not gonna get the results also. So the goal here is I focus on when it comes to your memory and learning, fully immersive, fully um, intense, meaning using as much of your brain and as much of your senses in this thing called synesthesia, where there's this like overlapping of senses together, and then it becomes more emotional, um, more, more, more creative, and then you're more likely to remember it. And so that's intense as opposed to frequency and duration, because the problem with frequency and duration is they both take time. It's saying whether it's building your body or building a business, marketing too, right? Marketing could be frequency, see the ad a lot. Right or duration, it could be like a really long ad or mm-hmm. you know infomercial. But intensity is like something that grabs your attention and goes viral right mm-hmm. away because it's just so intense and gets shared and all that good stuff. Um, so going back to to the the difference between like rote memory and using like more of a whole brain method, just like whole brain note taking, a lot of people take Larry left brain notes, which is outline one little a Roman numeral stuff like that and you could have something more important on page six than it's on page one but you know the way it's set up you don't really see that mm-hmm. as opposed to like whole brain note taking something like like mind mapping right or some kind of visual mapping where you have the main idea in the center like a the center of a tree and then the branches are coming out that show you how things are related so all of a sudden you could have this thing called health in between like the main trunk and then have something like a branch coming out say nutrition branch coming out saying exercise and so on but then nutrition you could break down into what kind of nutrition okay i get nutrition through here's my diet and another branch coming off of that branch another branch coming off nutrition called supplements and then all of a sudden you could go down to some you know rare like you know uh, wild salmon that leads to this leads to this to fish to protein to to your diet to nutrition back to health and it's like embedded, you know, mm. together. And go to exercise, you could do the same thing. But that would be a whole brain way of taking notes using colors and images that not only is it gonna help people remember it better, but it is also, it'll help you make notes where a lot of people, you know, I know you're very prolific, right, with all your ideas and such. And so you could actually use this way of not only just capturing information, but making new connections that you haven't seen before. And that's more right brain. And so, so just like with, with, with speed reading, for example, left brain is more words and everything, but what I like to get people to is not say the words, but just really experience the words. It's kind of like, um, I remember seeing one of our students, he's on our online speed reading course, and he was like, Jim, I saw him on, that, that, on the street, he was like, Jim, I have a funny story for you. I recently reread a book that I haven't um, read since your course, and it was totally different the second time. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, what book was it? He was like, it was The Old Man and the Sea. 
And I was like, well, how is it different? I don't think Hemingway updated the book recently. <laughs> he was like, the second time, though, after training, you know, the reading, I felt like I was in the book. You wow. Know, like, huh. I could hear the ocean waves. I could feel the sand beneath my toes. He said the one thing I didn't like was the smell of the fish. But that's like a whole right brain experience wow. rather than, or more whole brain experience than just hearing the words. Huh. Right? And so everything that I'm talking about, even like showing going through this grocery list, right? So people are just joining us. We're, I'm going to give a tip on how to, how to remember facts and um, give a speech without notes, maybe even a grocery list. And so what we did was it's using your, your creative side. And we, so we put 10 places on our body. And for people just tuning in really fast, number one is your top of your head. Number two is your nose. Number we're just going down the body. Three is your mouth. Four is your ears. Five is your larynx, like your throat. Um, six are your shoulders. Seven is your collar, eight is your fingers, nine is your belly, and then 10 is your seat. So we have 10 places on your body. And this is a 2,500-year-old memory technique. It's so cool. Mm. It gets me so excited when I, when I started studying this. It's, it's attributed to Simonides. And Simonides is a Greek orator. And he, um, he was giving a poetry reading. Um, and after he was done, something really uh, tragic happened. The building collapsed and killed everyone there. And he, being the sole survivor, had the responsibility of coming back and helping family members identify their loved ones. But back then, you know, it wasn't made out of sheet rock and wood. Buildings were like stone, right? And so he had to, he was able to remember where, um, who everyone was based on where they were sitting. And you could do that too. I think everyone at home can remember last time they went out for dinner or, or a conference, they remember who's sitting around their table. Because again, we store information in our environment, um, which is really interesting. Um, one, one tangent, I would just love to, to kind of test this on you. Um, if you, um, and people could do this if they're not like driving or operating heavy machinery. I know a lot of people listen to your show like when they're <laughs> while like, operating heavy machinery, <laughs> or or they're on a treadmill or something like this. Put that backhoe down for a second. <laughs> so, uh, so like, um, so if you take a deep breath and just exhale, um, and Agent Smith, you could do this with me. I want you to think about some, and everyone at home who can do this, do this. Eyes closed. I, I, eyes closed, ideally, because it helps you focus. Okay. Ideally, I want you to imagine, um, imagine somebody that. Um, that you really like. Just imagine if their presence was here, just point in that direction. There's no right or wrong, but if depending on what kind of you know rhythm that you're in right now in terms of your, your brain, if you could get a sense of somebody that, that you care about, just point in that direction, just any, any direction. There's no right or wrong, just point in the direction of somebody that you have. You know, Generally, if you get a sense of where they are, just point in that direction. Good. Now I want you to think about somebody. Now take another breath and now exhale. And just think about someone you necessarily don't really like very much not that we hate anybody but just like somebody oh, that we do jim <laughs> we somebody do. we maybe don't have a really have positive feelings about get a sense of where that person is a point in that direction wow interesting and so what i would say is like okay open your eyes just breathe isn't it interesting that i ask you to imagine somebody that you like and you point in one direction and then i ask you somebody who you don't like you point in a different direction because we store this is like our coding system. We store information in our environment, and it also it's like a shortcut to teach us how to feel about things. Um, just one more time, just, just humor me this. Take a deep breath, exhale, and people do this at home. Um, point in the direction of something that's, um, point in the direction of something that's uh, in your past. Just point in the direction, where does the past feel like for you? When you think about past memories, point in that direction. Interesting. And now um, erase that. Now, I want you to think about something that's going to happen in the future. It's going to happen in the future at some point. It's a memory. It's a future memory, if you will. You know it's going to happen. You're going to brush your teeth tonight, or there's a birthday party, whatever it is. Future memory, point in that direction. Interesting. So open your eyes. Isn't it interesting that you, that you point in two separate directions? Like some people, when I ask what's you in your past, they point to the left. 
and what's in your future, they point to the right. And I ask you, what's, you know, or some people point behind them, like the two of you did. And I said, what's, you know, what's your future look like? And it's somewhere else. And that's how we, that's our timeline. That's our mm -hmm. imaginary timeline that we have. So there's this thing, uh, like this timeline therapy, where if you connected the dots between where your past is, where your future is, you could actually, you know, when we talk about imagine your goals and vision your goals, what if you actually put those right in your timeline? You know what I mean? And when you're looking to make changes in what happened in the past, what if you actually go in the past and you, not, not to forget about what happened in the past, but just take the angst out of it, right? And you could kind of change your associations to that. So my, my point in bringing this up is we store emotions and feelings and sensations and people all around us, our memories. So it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of, that was more of an experiential thing. So now we have our 10 places in our body. And what we're gonna do is, so Simonides realized that he could remember things based on where things were. So he came up with this technique of memorizing speeches, like the 10 points to a speech, you know, like the 10 places in his living room. And he would put all that stuff. Or when you're giving a presentation, which I know you do a lot in these keynotes, and I know you're, you're amazing with your Q and A's, by the way. The fact that you stay until every single question is answered, like that's, that's grit. I mean, it's passion too. Like I, for me, I'm more of an introvert, so it's 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 amazing. I just I was just blown away because I have so many people tell me recently that that they saw you over the anyway. Wow, thank you. Big big props. But but if you need to give a presentation, you store the information in those ten places, and those are your key points for your speech. So let's say um, you get a call saying, okay, we're going to have an impact theory meetup, and everyone's going to get together. Pick up these please pick up these ten things at the grocery store. Now what you're going to do instead of writing down or putting in your phone, you know we talked about digital dementia and how we're outsourcing our smart you know our our smarts to our devices, our memory, and we're losing that potential to memorize things ourselves. Like just put the first thing in the first place, second thing. So what I'm going to do is um I'm going to give you my my ten favorite uh, brain foods. You know these are these are like what I it's like the staple for my diet because you know there's some foods out there that really wreck your brain right that make you more hyperactive that make you distracted it's not good for your memory that really drain your energy so these are my these are my top ten favorite they're not the most powerful brain foods but they're up there and they taste great right all right so what we're gonna do is I'm gonna name all ten the first thing you're gonna put in the first place the second thing you're gonna put in the second place and so on okay all right you ready yeah I'm gonna test you afterwards let's do it that's it all right so and here's the glue. What you're gonna do is you're gonna put it there, but you have, wanna use exaggeration, you wanna make it funny, you wanna make it humorous, because what glues it is here's, here's the key to memory. Information combined with emotion becomes a long-term memory. Information alone is not memorable because it's ordinary. And that's just, mm -hmm. there's so much stimulus, and you know this, there's billion of stim stimulus coming into our senses right now. And primarily, our nervous system is there to delete information, because if it wasn't, we would just go start right. crazy, right? And so, um, the goal is like there's any all this stimulus out there, and so where do we focus it on? What we're going to focus is on is we're going to make it extraordinary. And so what makes it extraordinary for me is emotion. Okay. So you want to make it humorous, yeah. you make you make it violent or whatever. But the thing is, what do I see and what do I feel? Because you're already hearing it, so you already have the auditory component. Okay. But if you want to hit all three learning styles, you want to make sure like what do I see and how does that make me feel? Okay. All right. So the first one on the what's the, what's your first place? Uh, top the top yeah. and I want you to imagine uh, avocados avocados right? so avocados okay. on the top of your head all right so what are you doing just like pretend you're so like eight years old I would just imagine that my head is a giant avocado there you go yeah perfect top of the head avocado or maybe somebody's coming maybe Tom's making some like guacamole on, on your on your head right? yeah yeah whatever so like whatever and that like, what would an eight-year-old do and that all of a sudden it's more memorable as opposed to just repeating okay avocados like avocados all right okay. the second place what's the second place on your body it's your yes. nose 
and I want you to remember uh, blueberries, right? Blueberries good for the brain. Blueberries. I call them brain berries. So I just want you to imagine blueberries coming out of your nose, right? You're sneezing yeah. blueberries everywhere. It's or really like gross. Blueberries stuck in your nose. There you go. That's what I. That's like, what I think And about. here's the yeah. thing. That's the goal to, for things to be unforgettable. Because if that ever happened, would you ever forget that? No. You, would you have to repeat it a hundred times to memorize it? No. no it happens once. Yep. If someone actually made guacamole in your head, you'd be, you'd be remember that 50 years from now, you'd be telling you know, your grandchildren all about that, right? Okay. And so that's, what's, that, that, that's what's about making it intense. Actually do that. But that's the difference between frequency, right. you know, frequency duration, okay. and intensity, right? You don't have to study five hours you know, for it to be there. The third place is what? Mouth. Your mouth. I want you to imagine broccoli. Broccoli. Let me use some broccoli in your teeth. But here's the thing: if you make it too ordinary, you're not going to remember it yeah. because we forget the ordinary. Yeah. Right. We remember the extraordinary. So how do you make it? See, that's the thing with memory: it's a representation. It's a representation inside your mind. So you can make it however you want, right? Yep. yep. And so broccoli. Uh, <laughs> broccoli is just there's just a giant bowl of broccoli in my mouth. Perfect. That's all I can think about. Yeah. And you can taste it too, yeah. right? I, I know how broccoli tastes. It's not the best. But. <laughs> the fourth uh, place is what. Ears. It's your ears. It's the fourth yep. place on your body. And I want you to remember uh, coconut oil. Coconut oil. This has been in the news a little bit. Okay. So this would be a little controversial. But coconut, coconut oil. oil coming out of your ears. Coming out of my ears. I don't okay. know. Coconut yeah. something. Or maybe coconut. you're cleaning your, your ears with coconut, coconut oil. oil. spewing out of my ears like in streams. Taste That's it, smell. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Okay. The fifth place is your what? It's your larynx. All right. And the fifth place, I want you to remember eggs. So just eggs. Okay. Eggs good. If that happens to be someone's diet, the eggs could be good for you, uh, for your brain. Yeah. Eggs. What's what the movie where um, he swallow? He eats all the eggs. Was it uh, Cool Hand Luke? Is oh that really? It? Yeah. Yeah. He oh, eats cool, all the eggs. Cool. So that's what I'm gonna. So think like about. an egg stuck there. Yeah, like, yeah. Perfect. So by the way, now like let's just just test this to see. We're halfway there. This is five. Okay. What was the first? What was the first place? So avocado. Avocado. Guacamole What's the second place? Second place is blueberries in my nose. Very, you're really good. Yeah. Three is what? That's gonna be broccoli. In and my then mouth. what's four? Uh, coconut oil. Very cool. And ears. number five? Uh, that's gonna be the uh, eggs. Very nice. Ears. We're halfway there. Yeah. So six is your what? Shoulders. Your shoulders. Yep. And I want you just to imagine green leafy vegetables. Green Kale, leafy vegetables. Spinach. Okay, Whatever. I'm thinking about the Jolly Green Giant for some reason. Okay, just there you because go. he's isn't he in like a vegetable he is, shroud? He is. So, that's <laughs> so he's like hanging out yeah. on your shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> you have like a good one, like a saint a one, and like a devil one. Shroud. I think that's what Only he's in. You I'm would describe it like that. It's 100 percent accurate, by the way. Yes, but nobody right. else's vegetable shroud. That's right. That's right. It's good. There's green leafy vegetables. Green leafy vegetables. Okay, perfect. Okay. Seventh place is what? Your collar. Collar. And I want you to remember uh, salmon. Okay. Right. Certain fish is really. That's easy because. Collar, the collar of a fish is like their neck, essentially. There you go. Right? It's now, really tasty. Here's the thing. Don't make, it, make, make sure you don't make it too logical. So make, mm. what do you see? What, what can you see? Because that's what you're going to remember. So we're just lots, lots a, a necklace of uh, salmon collars. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it would be salmon. Um, also good are the, you know, the small fish, like sardines and, and all that stuff, because you have you know, your fish oils and everything. Yeah. All right, so that's seven. So Eight is your what? Fingers. Your fingers. Um, Superfood um, that I've started incorporating in my diet is turmeric. Oh. Turmeric, because... Um, same reason I do a lot some cold therapy and stuff like that to lower inflammation. So, uh, so turmeric. You know what that, do you do? Like, I don't know what turmeric is, what it looks like, tastes yeah. like nothing. Okay. So, so, like, how would I? Really simple. You go to a grocery store and they actually sell turmeric powder. So it's a seasoning. Okay. And so it's like this golden yellow orange. What's your advice yellow. though? Like, do you suggest to use a mnemonic? Like, let's say I was yeah. hearing the word turmeric for the first time. Yeah. So now I have to remember two things. One that it's my fingers. Actually, three. It's position <laughs> eight. Right. It's my fingers. Good. Memory. It's called turmeric. Yeah. 
which Perfect. is turmeric, right? And then I have to remember that it's like a seasoning. So how right. do I yeah, 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 yeah. hold so, all so of let, that? Let's, let's un unpack that. So if somebody is watching this and they don't know what turmeric is, right? And so um, we, we learn best. Everyone's a little bit different. You know, I know you're very um, auditory, mm -hmm. right? Because you like to have discussions and you like to listen to things. Um, everyone is different. For, the, for more than most people are, are more visual because if they see it, they tend to remember it a little bit better. Also, um, it's only because the way your your brain is more 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 space is being taken up by the visual cortex and such. Um, there's a Chinese proverb that goes, "What I hear, I forget. What I see, I remember. What I do, I understand." Like like it's like people with names. That's really good, by the way. Yeah, it's like with like names and faces, right? People always remember the face; they don't remember the name. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride. Because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Right, you go to someone and say, hey, I, I remember your face, but I right. forgot your yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so never true. go to someone and say the opposite. You ever go say, hey, hey, Timmy, I don't recognize your face at <laughs> all. I remember your name, Timmy. though, totally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I never thought about that. I mean, think about it. It's like, so the Chinese proverb is like, what I hear, I forget. What I see, I remember. What I do, I understand. What I hear, I forget. I heard the name. I forgot the name. Mm -hmm. What I see, I remember. I saw the face. I remember the face. And what I do, going back to practice, you know, because I feel like people don't really understand something unless they could 
do it, right? It's like intellectually they might get it, but now if they're not doing it, I don't feel mm -hmm. like they really understand it. Um, so for the, for example here, my goal with something something like turmeric. Now your your auditory memory will your true memory will know it because it could remember so much information. You just need a prompt to help remind you a lot of the times. And a lot of stuff we teach with quick learning um, is like a shortcut to overcome what I call the six second syndrome. It's like somebody gives you their name. You better do something with that name because you have six seconds. Because what happens after six seconds? It's like gone in the ether mm. of the of the universe, right? Yeah. You break you break the handshake and it just falls right to the ground and you can't remember it. So you want something to capture it in your working memory. And so lots of times what I'll ask people to do, because we knew we've had this conversation before about observation skills and attention, taken like with uh, like President Clinton and all, and all that being powerfully present, is putting your attention to the person's name and trying to turn take that thing and turn it into a picture. Right? Because if you could turn into a picture, you're more likely to remember because we think in pictures. We dream in pictures, right? I don't think anybody has dreams and sees like closed caption on the bottom, like scrolling down and stuff like in words, right? But we think in pictures, we dream in pictures and images, you know, in the kind of video screen. Um, so I would say one of the things that I would ask people to do, just because they already heard it through auditory, is I would ask them to picture it. And it's like playing Pictionary. Like, you know, you remember that game? You ever play pick this picture where, you have, where you have like a like a like a whiteboard or something like that, and you have to get people to to say, okay, this is like you know movie, you know, it has this many words like breakfast at Tiffany's, and you would actually draw like breakfast, eggs, and bacon and stuff like that, like Tiffany's, like a little blue Tiffany's you know jewelry box and stuff like that, and people would know. But if you don't know what something is, you would draw like a little um, ear. Because ear means what? Sounds like. Sounds like, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what turmeric is, then you would, you're right, you would come up, the, one of those methods would be coming up with a word or a picture that sounds like it. And people inherently do this because when people forget people's names, right? And um, what do they do? They sometimes they go through the alphabet. Does it start with an A? Does it start with a True. B? Does yeah, it start yeah. with C? And you, nobody's ever learned that. It's, everybody organically comes up with the idea because you, you, you know, oh, you know, D, David, you know, like it reminds you because that little thing, because your true memory, it's stored there. You just need to retrieve it out. Mm. But there's three parts to your memory. It's, there's three stages. It encodes, it stores, and then retrieval. A lot of times you could, people, it's in there, but you can't get it out because the way you encoded it. Mm. And if you can encode it with more senses, right, imagination, you see it, feel it, taste it, then it's going to store a lot better. So when you need to pull it out, you have more connections to it. Um, so All right, really fast, I'm going to interrupt yeah. you. Are you doing what I'm doing? Are you like cycling through to make sure you don't forget? <laughs> um, no, but really, yeah. I mean, but I am thinking about how we're now going right. far away from and, the and, list, and, right. and, and then and, I'm just going to get harder. And I harder. can't tell if he's doing it to fuck with us <laughs> or like, <laughs> you know, like he just wants to see how far can I go. But I have my turmeric uh, picture already. Yeah, so. and, and the point is, yes, I am because I like to practice <laughs> under real conditions. Yeah. Because one of the things that messes with people's memories, you know, this is is um, is this distortion. Like we tend to yeah. generalize and delete and distort and there's always distractions going on, right? So we might as well learn under That's ideal true. situations. Just like if you're practicing uh, anything in real life, in business or in martial arts or fighting, like you want to practice under, you know, real life conditions. Right. Like when we practice speed reading and stuff like that, I want people doing it in the real world because when is it ever completely quiet and no distractions and that's where you build the muscle. So, so turmeric, right? We would, all we would do here is like so turmeric is this yellow orangey powder it turns it everything everywhere, yellow everything. Yeah. so just imagine turmeric on your fingers like finger painting literally with and so by, I think by the way that, I, I use it to make it and this is going to be one cool really cool you know impact theory like barbecue with the turmeric and everything <laughs> <laughs> but actually for for people 
I just did a podcast on like on my my morning routines, right? And turmeric tea is really good for you. Like you mix turmeric. So turmeric yeah. helps to lower inflammation in your body, which can lead to a lot of challenges. You know, even inflammation in, in, um, in different parts of your systems, your organs and stuff. But turmeric, and then put a little pepper in there because it helps you absorb it, and it's just delicious. delicious. You can put some almond milk. Great. Um, they called it like a golden milk. Turmeric all over your fingers, right? And yep. finally, nine and ten. The ninth thing, um, ninth place is what? The is belly. Your belly, and I want you to remember walnuts. Walnuts. Um, just imagine walnuts on, I don't know, walnuts coming out of your belly button. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like it takes, the reason why intensity works is you don't have to repeat it. You can just see it once or feel it and you're like done. Yeah. Right. And so walnuts, and notice how walnuts look like the brain. There's this thing like the signature of, of, of foods, like literally a sign, signature, sign, the sign of nature. And so like, you know, when you cut into an, a carrot and you see like, it, you know, the side of it, you see the, the inside, you see it looks like an eye. Because it looks like the, like the organ that it's serving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with um, with walnuts because it looks like the brain. Avocado is good for like female reproductive. All all this there's this whole thing, right? It's kind of interesting how food kind of look like what the place is helping. Um, so imagine walnuts coming out of your belly buttons. Okay. And finally, the tenth place is your what? Seat. Your seat and uh, dark chocolate. I don't even need. To, I don't even know. That, I don't even want to know what image you're picturing uh, and stuff. But well, that makes that easy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> dark chocolate um, could be sugar free, whatever. Um, but it's good for you. It's good for your brain, right? Okay. Just endorphins, puts you in a good mood, which is which is great, also as well. Yep. So that's the ten. So now check this out. We haven't even gone through it. I distracted you because I went on this whole tangent for fifteen you minutes. You put a lot of distractions stuff. in there. Yes. Yeah. So but now you're at you're at the grocery store. Okay. Right. And we have this impact theory meetup. Are, are you doing meetups? Yeah, we just yeah. did one in Shut London, up. sub yeah, London, and, <laughs> and we did one here in LA, yeah. which sadly I wasn't here for, but. That's awesome. So now you have the 10 things you need to buy for the party. All right. And so now you're at the grocery store. Now as you're walking down the aisles, you're just looking up and down your body saying, what do I need to buy? Because, you know, have you ever gone to the grocery store or gone to the store? You had one thing to buy. Yeah. And you literally went to the mall for one thing or the bookstore for one thing. Tartar sauce. Tartar sauce. And you come back with like a bag full of stuff or two bags of stuff with everything but the one thing that you need to buy, right? So now... And some people write it on a list and they forget their list or mm-hmm. it's on their phone, their phone dies or whatever. Um, so now you don't need your grocery list and triplicates, right? Yeah. You have it with you. What's the first thing you need to buy? Avocados. Uh, avocados. Top of my head. Yeah. yeah. And it's I want like, people like, it'd be cool if they could people that could post like their answers down on the, on the chat and stuff like that. Yeah, um, good, people yeah. are watching. Yeah, I want to see if they remember. This, I'm trying to like <laughs> in my head silently see if I can get it to before you say it. The second is what? The second is my nose, and those are going to be blueberries. Blueberries. Those are our blueberries, our brain Stuck berries. In the nose. Number three is what else do you need to buy? The mouth, and right. I need to get broccoli. Broccoli. Very yep. good. Yep. Next. Fourth is the ears, and that's going to be coconut oil. Dude, Agent Smith's like crushing this. Number five <laughs> is what? Uh, the larynx, and that's eggs. Eggs. Very yeah. good. Six. Um, six is, is that shoulders? Yeah. Okay. So leafy greens. Yeah. You're Jolly green. green leafy green. Perfect. Number yeah. seven. Seven is going to be the collar. That's salmon. Salmon. You got yeah. it. Eight. Eight is turmeric. Turmeric on your fingers. Nine um, is. Nine is walnuts on the yeah. belly and then uh, chocolate on Dude, the seat. Let's just give them a hand. That's just like <laughs> That was awesome. good. That was good. Respect. Now, that was it takes cool. so much more time to explain it, right? You know, than actually to do it. Because then actually when you did it, it just takes like a couple of seconds, right? But it's kind of nice also because your memory gets better because you're also training your focus. How often actually, do you use this in real life? Yeah. That's okay. what I want to know. No kidding. Daily. Really? Daily. What's something you did and today? So, so, so here's the thing. So and people, do you use those 10 things always? Okay. So this is, this is great because I, lo- I love I love rolling up my sleeves and doing like getting into, into the mm-hmm. micro of this. So I have, to answer your question, I have multiple lists. 
Um, and this is just something. This is based just on one. different physical things. So, so one's is, the body, one's the kitchen. Yeah, that and this kind of is stuff. also I use it when it's when it's practical, right? I mean, I'm still not. I mean, I don't want to memorize like you know people see me memorize like numbers and forwards and pi, you know, all that stuff. Um, and they use the same methods. It's just different. It's you know tweaked towards whatever the outcome is. Um, but I use it to the degree for two things. I use it for convenience because I, it's there, right? But number two, I do it also for training. Because I also feel like you do things for two reasons. I think mental intelligence is good to be able to to know stuff and know facts and figures and foreign languages and formulas and all that stuff. But I, I'm even more interested in besides mental intelligence and intelligence. You can define in many different ways, but just say like you know a lot of stuff, right? You are in jeopardy. You're crushing it. Um, but equal to mental intelligence is mental fitness. You know what I mean? Like I, I just want a, like a youthful mind. You know, I want one that that's sharp, that's focused, that has its imagination intact. Sometimes when people go through life, sometimes they they dumb it down a little bit because they're not challenging themselves in new ways. This is my like my practice, and this is just one of the practice. And I find that when I'm remembering someone's name, like I use the method every single time when I meet people's names. Really? Now, 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 after a while, when you get really good at it, you start doing it and you start remembering names because that's just who you are. We talked about in our episode. You know these levels, logical levels of change, everywhere from identity to environment. You start mm. seeing yourself as somebody who's capable, that's right. smart, and so on. But even when I need to remember like 50 people's names at an event, I'll actually use the same method that we teach. You know, in, in, in these kind of conversations that we're having, because it focuses my my attention. It gets me present with somebody. It gets me focused on. The Have you read Moonwalking with Einstein? I do. Okay, I so did. do you? So for anybody watching, the book is about a guy who starts cold and decides to become a memory champion, and actually does, and he learns all these techniques using mnemonic devices, the like crazy intense imagery, like we just yeah. did with blueberries flying out of our nose, etc. Um, and I wonder, do you like so in that they'll they'll assign like numbers like it's always like thirteen is always a clown, right? And so and it got me thinking when you said you've how many how many digits of pi have you memorized? Well, I mean, I like train a lot more people on how to do this kind of stuff because a lot of people who like so I was there, um, I was invited to go to um, to many times to go to the, these championships, right? Right. And uh, and the judge and that kind of stuff. And I was actually with Josh um, that day when he What's won. What's his full name, Josh? What? Josh Four. So Josh Four wrote this book, and he was basically a journalist, and he was so you know interested in this that he he learned the stuff, came back a year later and won. Exactly what you it's said. Pretty incredible. And so he and I have a picture of us having lunch the day he you know he did a morning session competition. We had lunch together, just the two of us, and then he won it that afternoon. Wow. It was one day in New York City, really, really great. But they all use some kind of these methods, 100% of them. And I've spent a lot of time, and you know, most, a lot of them are my students and such, and they buy our programs. And I could tell you that 100% of them, and I, like 99% of them will all say, if you ask them, that they weren't born with this ability to memorize like, you know, like that, like hundreds of digits of like binary numbers or, or, or you know, faces or anything else like that. But do you, do you personally like predetermine numbers or names yeah. as things? Yeah, so I have a, I, so for, for, for pictures, yes. So one of the methods for that pictures. I, so sorry, sorry. So for, for certain things, I turn to pictures mm. always. So names and numbers, a hundred percent. And they're like pre-established. Yes. So every time you meet a Tom, it's 100% like Tom a thing. hundred percent Tomcat. A hundred. Really? hundred percent. That's and, awesome. And, and some of those came very early in my career because here's the thing. Like a lot of people forget people's names because they, it's abstract. Like a name is abstract, just like right. a number. Like what does 1792 even, what is, how is that any different than 1787? Like people, yeah. like, well, let's say it's a pin number for your, 
for your ATM you know, machine or anything that you need to, or maybe it's your hotel room or all the things that we need to memorize all the time. The problem is with numbers and names, they're abstract, and so it's not tangible for us to be able to remember. So the idea here is that the ultimate tip, TIP, is turn into picture. Like, because if you can imagine it, you can remember it, mm. right? And so, for example, when you're meeting someone for the first time, you would pick a point on their body, right? So I, I teach this thing called PIE, P-I-E. And I say learning names or memory is just as easy as pie, hey. right? So the P stands for place. Remember, you need a place to store the information. The I is you imagine the information. And then the E is you entwine the information together. So really simple. So that's exactly what we did here, right? You picked a place on the top of your head. You imagine the avocado and then you entwine the two together. And then all of a sudden, memorable. And I promise you, like five days from now, I'll be like, do you remember that list? And it's gonna. Haunt <laughs> I'm actually you. really curious to yeah. see if that's true. I would, I would love that. I'm yeah. one of those dumbasses yeah. that you talk about that say over and over they have a bad memory, yeah. and so they have a bad memory because they keep saying they have a bad memory. Right, right, right. So I'm really curious to see. We'll have to test like, it out. We'll go yeah. live real quick we'll on do, Friday. We'll do we it. should. Yeah. You should totally do. Let's that. do that. All right. <laughs> I really want to see. Uh, if we can do it from the grocery store. And am I supposed to practice? No, no, no. So don't practice. Is that what we're testing? I'm saying you don't even have. You won't have to review it. That's the whole with frequency you know duration intensity so you really believe if i believe and i'll i'll yeah, yeah, yeah. flip a switch i'm going to remember these yeah. so i'm going without needing to if, rehearse it yeah if if you if you encoded it right like if you know those 10 right now i could give them to you right now yeah i think 80 percent of it you'll you'll have 80 percent fidelity as opposed to the forgetting curve and this is just research based within 48 hours 80 percent is gone so most people, when they go to learn something, we know there's a learning curve, right? And so my work is about cutting that learning curve. There's also a forgetting curve that you could learn something and study it, and then within two days, 80% of it could be gone. So I feel about most of my college career. Right, exactly. So people don't study, they cram all night, they take the test, and what happens if they take the test? It's gone. like gone, right? Yeah. Because there's a difference between studying to remember and really you know, you know, cramming to forget, right? And so I would say, yeah, without reviewing it, if you have the intention remember it because here's the thing i could use this list every single day and you'll find that you can too you can even give yourself another list tomorrow but if you don't need to rem if you don't if you don't have a need to remember the list just like some of the things you don't need to remember in your life you'll 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 prune it out wow. you know what i mean it'll it, because your intention is important there's no motivation to keep it no relevancy then it would just but it's it would the lose. 10 superfoods so but now motivation. now, you yeah. now i have that sword in my body all right forever. so really fast i'm gonna interrupt us do we have questions coming in all right, how, what's our plan to get those? Yeah, right here. All right, boom. Let's open those up. I want to hear what people think. Dude, this, this is, is fun. Well, so I'm... I was expecting. Dude, you and me both. So I never, for anybody that's ever watched uh, Impact Theory, you will notice I never, ever, ever do like, and now walk me through your skill. Right. Right? Never. And so I've had you on twice. I've never asked no, you. Of all the things I ask, yeah. I never ask about what the actual techniques are. I don't want that to be the show. I feel yeah. like other people do that. Like my fascination is more with this sort of architectural belief system. And I love that. Thank you. That's why your show is so unique. Thank right? you. Thank you. But this is really fun. Like I'm so <laughs> curious to see. Like if people are typing, all right, motherfuckers, we get it. Like move on. Or if they're like, oh my God, this is revolutionary. I'm super curious because that was really interesting for me. Yeah, and it only really takes a little bit more time because we're expounding on it. We're having this, you know, we're going and having this conversation and going with a little bit of, of sure. depth and everything. Well, here's a question from Robbie D'Angelo. He says, how do you maintain a balance between learning the new versus retaining the old? Yeah, that's fair. That is a fair question. And so I would love... Especially if you're using locations. Like at some yeah. point, 
you sort of run yeah, out of well, locations. And so here's the thing. Like, the goal with these techniques, even as they were developed, it was more to be able to shortcut this working, this loss. Because you can't have long-term memory if you don't at least have short-term memory, right? Mm. Like, you can't remember, no one can remember anything long-term if they can't even remember it for the next 10 minutes or right. the next, you know, 10, 10, 10 hours, 10 days and such. And so I would say that the point of these techniques, and these aren't the, the breadth of the toolbox, right? But the, the point of these techniques is to get it into your, into your short term so you can move it into your long term memory. Um, but it also still has to, just like in the matrix, right, it still has to abide by certain rules. And so this is a way of getting it there. And so if you're not interested, like if some people, if somebody doesn't have, I think intent matters just in like our life. Yeah. Intent matters, motivation matters. So if people don't see the relevancy, I think a lot of times in school, people don't remember things long term, like the old, because the sine, cosine, tangent x, like who, like what's the point really right. for, for 99% of the population? So I feel like that gets lost because um, your memories, you're not gonna keep that information readily available because you're not, number one, you're not using it on a regular basis. And number two, you don't see the, the relevancy around it. So I would say, to answer your question, um, I would say that it helps to have different places. Remember, it's a shortcut because your real memory knows the difference. Because here's the thing, after I meet somebody and their name is Tom and I see a Tomcat sitting on their head or whatever it is, that's first, now, now it's funny when I sit at a conference, I literally see all this stuff, right? Mary's holding like lambs underneath her, under her arm. Like David, I use a, a slingshot because David and Goliath, mm -hmm. right? And I just do it and I don't, this is in the privacy of my own mind. I'm not telling David what I'm doing to him or put like a mark, a check mark on his forehead. And it sounds so third grade, but you know, children, I mean, they, that's how they, how Wait, many- What was the check mark? Right, like a check for a mark. Someone named Mark. Got yeah. It. So, so the idea here is like for Bob, I use bobbing for apples. What do you use for Jared? Yeah. So, so, so here's the thing, right? Well, I mean, some. Well, what do you think some people would use for Jared? I literally have no idea. Subway. Um, diamonds. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jared Subway. Jared Diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so here's the thing. So people can't come up with like so a lot of people would I think they would think. Um, Subway and or have different associations, whatever. Yeah. Or diamonds is a really good one. Or and if they don't have a direct association for it, you come up with something that sounds like it. Just like that letter reminds you of the whole word. Imagine if something just spelled out like part of that word. Mm. And the whole idea here, though, my point in this is once you know the person's name is Tom or Jared or Lisa, then the pictures disappear. They, all it is is a shortcut. It's a means mm. to an end. The end is to know the person's name right, is to get to that point. And so this allows you a bridge to kind of get there. And then once you get there, the bridge disappears. So you're saying you the, because what his original question was, how do you balance the new and the old? And you're saying that the old sort of gets solidified into that long-term memory where you don't have to think about it anymore. Right. You're not using it. It becomes a part of what they call your schema. Your schema is like your, your, your knowledge base, the your, things your background. You know. Right. And that, that's part of all learning because all, a lot of what learning is, especially when it comes to memory is you're associating something on the outside to something that's on the inside. You're like connecting something you don't know to something that you already know. That's why people learn so well use even with with film and they use metaphors mm. right because metaphor allows you to connect to something you already know because you can't connect two things on the outside that you don't know both of them because they're not connecting here right so it, one of the ways that would help like for example if somebody's here and they're explaining like some kind of like social marketing or something that i might not understand i'll say did that's that's awesome and how do you compare that to like you know this pineapple here you know what I mean? Or this, or that spider in the corner there. And then all of a sudden they'll make associations. They'll learn something too. And that's one of the things for, for like, like a little, for me, for creativity, like I'll, 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 I'll try to see something through the lens of, 
of different people. And then I'll, I'll be able to pay attention to things that I wouldn't normally pay attention to, if that makes sense. So a lot of the things that we're talking about is, so for example, um, you can have multiple lists. So you can have your body list that's there and you can reuse it, but you'd also have your home list, right? You have different rooms of your home and you could go from your kitchen to your bedroom to X, Y, Z. And again, I don't, you don't, people don't have to do this all the time. I'm just saying where, just like with speed reading, you don't have to speed read everything all the time. It's what your outcome is. Always going back to like what your goal, your outcome is. Like sometimes it helps to read something fast because that your goal is to get very critical information. You know what you're looking for. You go and you get it and that's it. So other people want to read something because they want the nuance of the, of the, 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 the sound and they want that whole experience, then that's fine for them to do. Same thing with learning these techniques. I find though, my experience, and this, this is, so this is my 25th year of teaching. My experience with doing this with people is by, by doing this, it exercises their focus, their mm -hmm. level of attention, as opposed to where most of our attention is being pulled apart everywhere, right? When you're learning something for the first time, it helps to be able to, to focus, take the name, turn to a picture. Because at the very least, what I'm doing when I see the Tomcat and I see the person, I'm paying attention to the name, I'm paying attention to the person, mm. which is that alone, that awareness alone is gonna help me. Even if I don't remember the picture, it just forces my attention, it creates a focal point for me. Like I really think focus is the big thing that people want. Like people ask, yeah, motivation is, is important and create all that stuff, but focus on the different areas of your life, everything. It's kind of the metaphor I use is like, it's a sunny day out, right? If you put a magnifying glass out there, what happens? It creates this really bright point that you could burn, you know, leaves and stuff like that. Yeah. And bright is the word. It's kind of interesting. Like bright is how we. That's what we. But that's the word we use to explain people who are really smart, right? That person's really bright. But maybe they're not smarter. Maybe they're just focused, mm. right? And that that would be the goal. And so what I'm saying, even with these techniques for remembering um, names or remembering grocery lists, or whatever, it gets you to focus on what you need to learn. And that's a good exercise and good practice. Whereas I think a lot of us, and we've talked this on the episode about people checking their phone first thing in the morning and tra training themselves, rewiring their brain for distraction. This is an exercise you could do to harness your concentration, just like a meditation. Well, here's a real world uh, need from Steve Kane in the comments. He says, I'm currently training for a new job and have tons to memorize. How could I apply this to my training when it's not in a list format? Yeah. So I would say this to, to Steve, I would say all, so for example, um, I would do, I would still come up with location. So location is what helps a lot of people store information anywhere. So it's, it's, it's the most, I would say out of everything that is out there in, you know, in terms of memory training that has the. The, e the least fixed cost. Like, so for example, um, I have pictures for numbers also and decks of cards and all mm. that stuff. And it's just, and the great thing about- the, I don't know things, what decks of cards are. I mean, like like pick, like um, different um, 52 cards in a deck and stuff. Like there's pictures- Decks pictures. of yeah, yeah. cards. Like when Got you're memorizing- like, like decks of cards. <laughs> um, like wow. memorizing like, like multiple decks of cards and stuff. But for example, for names, it's great because if you could come up with a picture for just you go to the U.S. Census Bureau for here, people in the United States here, see the top 100 names. You, you could just do 10 a day, come up with a picture for each of those. Picture for John, a picture for Mike, a picture for, I, I mean, do it. Like can Michael I really fuck with you for a second? Let's yeah, make yeah. this really yeah, hard yeah. because I think if you can answer the hard question, then you've really got something. Dude. So I'm going to guess he's got like, I don't know what he needs to memorize, but the example of something that I heard that I thought, how the hell would you do that yeah. is, do you know Soundgarden? Soundgarden. Soundgarden, the band? Yeah. Okay, so recently, um, Chris Cornell passed away. He was one of my favorite artists oh. growing up. I'm absolutely mortified. But the story is the drummer for um, Soundgarden actually now is the drummer for Pearl Jam, who would have guessed. 
Um, and he had to learn in like two weeks, he had to learn something like 87 songs, which is something ridiculous wow. to be able to go on tour with Pearl Jam. And I thought, how? how? Like, the, sometimes the opening beat alone would be shades of another song, right? Yeah. So it wouldn't be like radically different. But how do you memorize like yeah. something that complex? So if he had come to you, and you know his job. Let's say his, his he's a musician, a musician, and he's got to memorize eighty-seven songs, which are so abstract. Yeah. Like, is there a tool for yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, so there's no. Okay, so my answer would be that there's no magic pill. Like, there's no magic, literally ginkgo biloba pill that's going to fix anything. There's no one technique that's going to be so perfect for that. That's so. What would Jim do Quick do? Yeah. If you had- okay. So so, and I do this a lot with. Not not so much in music, but it usually comes up with actors a lot okay. on a, on a literally weekly basis where people need to memorize lines, or there'll be in a situation where an actress came to me recently that you, you know who it is. They they, they memorize all these lines for a TV show. And can we just say, have you ever checked out this guy's Instagram feed? <laughs> fucking knows everybody like even internally and we all know you we're like how the fuck is he hanging out with this <laughs> yeah. person like what is going on it's cr- jim the yeah. number of people that you hang out with at a high level is ridiculous but sorry your story <laughs> so i would say like an actress recently came up to me and she's in a prominent tv show and she had memorized these lines to pre-reform right. and the writers changed it up all up of course and, I, and then the next day she was like how do i forget all this and how do i relearn all these pages in like you know, a couple hours kind of thing. And so there's, there's, there is no easy, like necessarily, and, and music's definitely not one of my, my superpowers, but I would say there are certain things that person do to accelerate that process. All right. And so pulling back macro into, into micro the actual techniques. Um, so I would always focus on the 10 things that we've talked about in the past. And so part of having, part of it is taking care of the hardware. Right. And so, well, but what did you tell her to do? Can't leave me on a cliffhanger. <laughs> you come back to the next Facebook Live. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that also. Um, no, no. But here, no, let, me, let me go through the ten things real fast. Okay. So, that, so I, I would always focus on a healthy, quick brain, like superhero brain lifestyle, right? And so, there's certain things that would just always enhance, no matter what you're tackling. And I'll get to the actual technique in a moment. I would always focus on the hardware first, okay. right? So make sure you give your brain what it needs, right? So the ten things really fast. And I actually These did. are the 10 things your brain needs to be optimized yeah, for Yeah, so cuz here's here's the thing. Function. When people are talking about their memory, one third of your memory is predetermined by genetics and biology okay. according to research. Two thirds is in your control. Um, which which is nice because when people are saying I'm getting too old or this runs in my family or whatever, right. it's like, "Hey, let's contextualize this. About one third of it's going to come through your genetics and your bio, bio, biology, but two thirds, let's let's make let's focus on the two thirds that can make a difference, right?" right? Um, now, of course, science. Some people believe that they could, you know, affect their epigenetics and everything else with certain things. I mean, who knows what, yeah. what's possible, right? So, like, like that—that's the stuff that I would I want to geek out about. You know, like, like in terms of what the future could look like. If you strive to perform your best in life, bringing your energy and abilities into everything you do, then it only makes sense that you would want to be out on the road with that same power, agility, and performance that everyone expects from you. And there's no better option than the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable SUV yet, the third-generation Range Rover Sport. You guys know I love staying on the cutting edge with technology, and the Range Rover Sport's cabin features advanced technologies such as active noise cancellation, and cabin air purification, a must, offering you and your family and friends new levels of comfort and refinement while traveling. 
The Range Rover Sport provides an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and redefines sporting luxury for the power, agility, and performance you demand in every area of your life. Explore the Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. That's LandRoverUSA.com. In terms of power of the mind to affect longevity and health and I mean, you know, you had me at hello, (laughs) but you know, like when people multiple personalities, right? When they switch personalities, some of them, their eyes colors will switch. I'm calling bullshit. Really? I would have to see that. A hundred percent. I want to see that too. Like I've only, I've only read about it, but have you heard about like, but okay. So I don't even know. Like, like when people like one personality is allergic to bees and another one's not that, that I could actually buy because be. So the eye color thing, like I don't understand the pigmentation and where it's coming from well enough to mm-hmm. to believe that it can be changed like that. Shades of color, but like um, with your immune system, you can like oh, you yeah. can hypnotize people and give them welts and all kinds oh. of shit because so that's just like mobilizing. And I love which when you talk like about that. like the power of the subconscious mind mm. because that that's really that's where a lot of learning is happening when you don't even realize you're learning in music also. Right, like think about how many people watching this, how many lyrics to songs people know, like a lot, like a lot, like a lot, a lot, and how many people at home actually studied those actual lyrics, like Zero. actually formal, exactly. Right. So I think a lot of learning. I mean, going back to the songs, a lot of it happens when we don't even realize we're learning. Because if we were, if we were regulated just to learn everything we just learned in school, because that's actually when people feel like their learning is, mm. and that that's a travesty right when people feel like that's when they graduate school they're done with learning or whatever that whole ideology is um so i would say that there are 10 keys and you could put it on your actually walk people through my office really i've got to ask and and i'm like creating the problem myself here but do you ever like i've seen you be so absurd and go down like these like tangents on tangents on tangents and then you just come back yeah like you never left Mm -hmm. and that how the hell do you do that okay so I don't, I don't do it. I, I think also, by the way, I have to commend you. The past couple of years since we've been friends, and we spent a good amount of time here, and I, I watch all your stuff. Like, like I, don't, I don't get to listen to a lot of podcasts, and, and, and you know, for me, we're both busy, right? Right. But your stuff, besides, like, the production of what you're doing and your team is doing, you, the way you integrate knowledge is something profound. Wow, thank no, you. But you feel it, right? Like even like when the difference between our conversation now and like it like was like a year ago and mm. such. Like you're like you're like the Borg. You're like totally <laughs> like you're like assimilating this stuff matrix wow. style. Well, thank you. Um, and so I, I would say part of it is um, part of this is this dialogue. I do believe also, um, you know, when we're talking about things all the time, that we integrate it even more that we learn a lot mm. when we're when we're talking and we can see nested loops for me i could i just follow tracks it's similar to a chess player so maybe that play multiple games and they really? can kind of see open loops because i know like about chunking and all that yeah. stuff like walk me through because yeah. so it, of all the things i really want to get good at and then i practice every interview i do and it's totally invisible and people don't realize i'm doing it right in front of their face like i'm practicing how far can I go? And I feel a bit like a free diver, uh-huh. right? Where it's like, if you go too far, you fucking die. Yeah. And it's happened a couple times where I've gone a little too far down a tangent. Right. Oh, it's all gone. And then the but rabbit hole and you can't get... get exactly. I can't get back. Yeah. I can't remember where I started. Yeah, Do so you have that, a technique that, for that? That I would say... Okay. And I know we need to get back to the 10 things. No, no, but no. But I have all, no doubt good. you will remember I, I, that. I think... Um, okay, so I think 
you could, I think you could go further and further the more you practice doing it. Um, so I believe that. I, there's something called the Zygarnik effect. And the Zygarnik effect, is, Zygarnik is um, Dr. Zygarnik. She's, a, she's a, a psychiatrist in Europe. And she was, monitor, she was noticing when she was going out um, for uh, coffee at, at, the, at the local cafe that the wait staff would remember everyone's order that mm. was there. And you wonder how they could do that, right? I and, still wonder that. Yeah, and, but here's, so she called, the, it's actually termed the Zygarnik effect because what happens is when you interview the wait staff, they'll remember every single person's order until they deliver it. Wow. And then it's gone. Right. And what they found is this thing with open loops, that the, that the mind loves closure. And they actually use this memory phenomenon to, um, to explain, uh, to help to overcome procrastination. Because the idea here is if you can't get yourself to do something, one of the ways of actually overcoming procrastination is to break things down into tiny little bits and start somewhere, anywhere in the process. Because the, the idea here is if you start somewhere, you're more, it increases your probability of finishing much more than if you don't start anything at all. Because your, your mind needs that kind of closure. It's, it's equivalent, sometimes I'll take a, a coin, I'll be like, which hand is it in? And I'll do, and and like half the class will be like, they'll see me move micro movements here and unconsciously they'll say it's my right hand. And, and, and it's actually, I did, you know, kind of slight hand and no hands, but they make an investment in something and there's this open loop and they need, there's this pulse, this response potential where they need to kind of get that kiss goodnight or whatever gives them closure, right? Um, and so I think it could be exercised. I'd, be, I'd love to have a conversation about that, you know, and do some research because I... You know, because just like with you, I get to a certain level of understanding where it just kind of reaches the, the limits. But I know you and I like to play at that level, mm. like you know, where we're literally, we're we're, at, we're 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 dancing on the edge of like our on those limits of what we know we don't know. Um, but, but are you just good at nested loops? I've never, no, 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 so I'll no, no, just no. state it really emphatically. I've never met anyone as good at getting back to where they started I, as you. Okay. Do you use a technique that you can teach me? Right. Or. Are you just fucking good at it? Okay, so I would say that my 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 general belief is that there's always a method behind the magic. Uh-huh. For this one particularly, I would think that a lot of it's unconscious and it came through training because my, my goal is I've never had an ounce, not one minute of public speaking experience or media training or anything, right? Like I I, I came about this totally different. Like I never even wanted this to be a business, right? I'm like, I feel like I'm an artist or a teacher that got involved in business to help maybe scale the art a little Say bit. Say what? You consider yourself an artist? No, in a way that like a transform. No, sorry. In a way that a, like a like a transformation like a- artist, where I'm looking to hmm. where where there's a science part to it, right? That's structured. But I also, when I'm on stage and I'm doing my thing, I'm not rote, right? I don't have anything predetermined to talk right. about. And I'm looking Are you at serious? my subjects. Yeah, like I actually I thrive Whoa. in this kind of environment. Similar to you, no, but like you are with Q and A's. Um, how how Gary V is like this, like let you know he doesn't he wants to teach, but let's let's get to some questions. I look at it because I got over like I still have a little bit of a fear of public speaking because that's more my nature, sure, right? Because it's just I'm just kind of you know shy and introverted anyway. And I don't like the attention on myself. But how I get over it is I look at people and I and I I focus on them and it gets me over my selfless you know my selfishness right. and stuff. But I I look at it more as hey this is in art and the, I'm painting on the canvas of someone's mind and I want to be able to move someone from here to here and I'm listening for it but because I haven't had the training in there I'm looking at it from a learning perspective and so storytelling is, is as you know even better than I do 
mean, that's why I moved to Los Angeles to understand more of storytelling and how people communicate and educate and empower people through the use of stories, which that's why I'm so excited about what you're doing and what's to come, because I just feel like, yeah, this, this totally be the next Disney. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and I, and anyway, so, so I guess I don't know what I'm consciously doing as much. And I'd be curious. I'm going to deep dive in this so we can have a conversation about this. You and I, or in a future episode, man, if you could help me with that, that'd be insane. But I I also am, am interested in opening loops purposely for people so that they stick around to get it closed. Right. And I know by doing that, people are more likely to, to tune in. I'm um, not not tuning to next show or next right. podcast. They're tuning in, paying, paying attention. attention. All right, so I need my kiss goodnight on the ten yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are the ten? So, things? so the ten things really fast. And these are so if I'm working with a client, I just make sure these ten things are aligned because if any one of them is is, in, is not out of place, that they're going to be working on a deficit. That's all when it comes to memorizing something. Right. So good diet. We just covered the ten things, right? Because you are what you eat. Number two, um, just 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 to monitor their self talk, and I you know I understand that I'm not saying people have to be positive all the time. In fact, I'm 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 totally cool. With people who are skeptical, they say they're skeptical about something because that all that just means they want to know the truth. A lot of people say will hide behind being skeptical, and they're just really nothing works. They're just mm-hmm. negative, no possibility. So, but I like to, I think it's important to, to not talk your out of, your way out of things. So monitor self talk. Three is exercise. Because we know if people are going to study, like even music, and they exercise beforehand, they're going to have a huge lift, like a sizable lift by doing movement. Like you know, when people do, they get on their treadmill, they go in the gym, or anything, and mm-hmm. they start, they study right after it, that they're going to get better performance. It's across the board, right? Anything good for your heart is going to be good for your head. So that's just a brain hack, right? People exercise before they study. Simple to do. Um, after that, a brain nutrients, you know, supplementing and stuff that they, their diet <coughs> might not have, because you could have not be able to remember this like this performer whether it's savage card or whatever or, or, or if if they're just deficient in vitamin b's right or, or omegas three you know what i think is important number five clean environment because your external world is a reflection of your internal world clean um, like tidy like six is like sorry so five i would actually backdrop five i would say is positive peer group so i think that who you spend time with like um I love our like our relationship off camera, right? Like, and just because exactly as it is on camera, mm-hmm. like we literally could be at, at a at a you know a burger place. Shake having, Shack. Yeah, this is exactly, exactly what we're like. We Shake could Shack, be doing Facebook Live, and we'd be having the right. same exact conversation, <laughs> so um, and it's the same exact thing. And so, um, I think a positive peer group is really important for people, um, for their brain and just health in general. Mm-hmm. Six is a clean environment, and so this is. You know when people clean their office or they clean their desktop, they have a little bit more focus and clarity because things are organized? They seem mentally ill to me. Yeah. <laughs> and if it weren't for my wife, this place yeah. would be a mess. And here's the thing. But here's the thing. Like creative people, it's the exact opposite. So so in terms of having to be like, like clearer thinking or be able to remember things, when it's organized in chunks, it tends to be there. But some people, same thing with nested loops. They could be in a complete mess, but it's organized chaos. Yes. Like I like I went to the like, uh, Fox Fox Studios, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I was looking at where they make all the uh, the, the sounds, you know, because they have they have this whole room with all this random stuff. Because whenever they have a movie and somebody's running in the grass, they need to be able to duplicate those sounds. Yeah, fully. And they have stage. everything. And you ask, yes, they're exactly. crazy. They look like junkyards. Exactly. But they know where every single thing mm-hmm. is because it's organized in a way. Like if you move something, they would know exactly where it is. But for me, it doesn't have a trained eye or experience. Like I just like this place is a freaking mess. Yeah. But here's the here's the caveat though. So it, it helped with thinking, clarity of thought, because your external world, and so on. But um, for creatives, creatives actually flourish with lots of stimulus in their environment. So it'd be almost the exact opposite. Because if they like Einstein's was 
definitely not clean, definitely not super organized, but he had a lot of stimulus around, which fostered, you know, his creativity and stuff like that. Um, that's number six. Uh, just monitor your environment. Maybe it's conducive to whatever your outcome is. Seven is sleep. And that's, you know, that's a big personal issue for, for a lot of people. And so I'd maximize your sleep because it doesn't matter if you cram and cram and cram. If you're not getting sleep, you're not consolidating, you're not learning mm-hmm. and everything else. Nine is brain, uh, nine is, uh, eight is, eight is uh, brain protection, you know, because I've had a lot of head trauma, so protect your brain. Nine is new learnings, always, you know, uh, growing. And then stress management, which is a big deal because we tend to overlook stress management because we tend to be busy and we wear the badge of honor that we're busy because we're important and we design our whole life to be busy and you wonder why because we're reinforcing being busy but I also feel like we're under an immense amount of stress from whatever whatever the stress is emotional whatever and I feel like that's inhibiting a lot of people's memories and they don't even realize it because they're living because fish don't realize the water's there and everything else like that that being said um, I just did a, a podcast on this on study hacks and for anyone learning anything, it doesn't matter what it is, I'll tell you what people are doing right and what they're doing wrong. First of all, if they're looking to do a lot of, like, whether it's memorizing lines or music or anything, like, I'm not an expert at the content, but I'm an expert at that process, right, that meta level. And I'm saying a lot of people make the mistake, first of all, they study for too long a period of time without taking a break. And I'm just saying going right into, like, hacks is that... The problem with that is when you're studying for long periods of time, we know that after 25, 30 minutes, people's attentions take, they take a dive, right? Because a lot of people can't sustain it. There's this time management technique called the Pomodoro technique, right? You yeah, set an alarm that. for yeah. 25, 30 minutes or whatever, and then that's your focus time and you're studying it. And then after that, two, three, four, five minute break, stretch, hydrate, breathe, whatever you need to do, and then you go back to whatever you need to do. The other reason why that's powerful also is because... Um, not only there's this there's mem- there's memory phenomenon called primacy and recency where it says you'll tend to remember primacy is prime first right you tend to remember stuff in the beginning recency says you tend to remember stuff at the end meaning if you go to a party and you uh, you meet you know 30 strangers you probably remember the first people you met when you got to the party and the last people you meet mm-hmm. unless there's things that spike it up like things are unique and different outstanding or emotional or you know self-serving that will spike up but the problem is that um, let's say you're staying for five hours. Primacy says you remember stuff at the beginning, recency at the end, and then there's this like dive here, and you lose all that information. So the reason why you take breaks every 30, 45 minutes or every hour is because by doing that, you create more beginnings and ends, hmm. right? And so it allows you to pick up a whole chunk of information that we normally would lose. And so I'm saying that cramming doesn't work. Take breaks methodically right because number one because you can't focus past 30 or 40 minutes you know effectively because you know we get fatigued and everything else like that and you create more primacy and recency the other thing is a lot of people when they're trying to learn something they they multitask right and we know and so we we talked about that in the previous conversation multitasking doesn't work and so a lot of people even if they're not directly multitasking their mind is still on other things that's going on in their life and you can't you can't study the music or the sheet music or what or the 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 script or whatever if part of your brain is being occupied. It's like closing down. Like you're on your you're on your laptop and you're like minimizing different you know sites and everything else. It's still taking up space and, and attention and such like that. So I'd be I would be very um, mindful of that also as well. When it comes to scripts, actually. What we'll do, this is a total brain hack, and I'm not saying that this works in every occasion, but we definitely see a lift, is this, what do you think is the strongest uh, sense 
in terms of tied to your memory. Smell. 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 Yeah. Right. And so you know this. So there's certain brain hacks that will say that when you're studying anything, whether it's music or words or anything for your meetings or anything that people need to at home, is to introduce a new scent there because when you introduce that scent and actually need to recall it, have that same scent. Because there are all these studies where the environment unconsciously gets linked to the information. And they, they've proven this where in multiple times, or even the example I used in the past conversation where they put people, they submerge them underwater, give them words to memorize, take them out of the water, see how they memorize, recall, put them back under the water, see how much they recall, which, in what environment do they remember more? Hmm. In the water, right? Hmm. Because it got unconsciously linked, right? And so in a perfect world, people would be studying the music or studying the, the script or whatever in, where they need to perform it. Right or like like let's say they're studying for a test, studying the lecture center was not being used because they don't unconsciously get anchored there. But that's not practical for the most part. So then you bring the environment in with it. So you chew a gum with unique flavor, uh, essential oil, a cologne, perfume, or whatever it is that's unique because that that's like um, does Pavlov ring a bell? Oh, of course. yeah, of course. Does right? he ring a bell? So what did there? But notice, notice what's happening though. It's like the dog. They bring in the the meat. Salivate, salivates, ring the bells, right? Bring in the meat, salivate, salivates, ring the bell, and so on. Take out the meat, all of a sudden the dog's not really hungry, it's, ring the bell, it'll produce this exact amount of saliva, right? Be, with, the, with the stimulus out because it got associated to the bell. And the whole idea here is you could, that's a learning, a new association, right? Where they took the meat out of the equation. And I'm saying that that smell could be that stimulus that mm. brings back that state and that the information that's attached to that state. And so, and also there's certain smells, by the way, essential oils that just help boost memory and focus, like peppermint, you know, like rosemary, there's certain things that actually stimulate it. Yeah, they're really? parts of your brain to help you pay better attention. Mm. And people are able to actually do better on mental acuity tests and such. So I would say do, if people are like, what do you do? Just all of it. And I don't think there's one thing that does it. And I know we spend we're, we're going we could spend our hour on this. One. We have a lot. Of, we have a lot of questions in the yeah. comments here, right, so I want to get to a few more. Yeah. This Speed one's round. this one's for Speed Tom round. and right. Jim from Sarah at the Singer Academy. My question is, how do we retrain our brains from everything the education systems have have taught us? So many people live in fear of not pursuing their dreams because because schools teach us to follow along with status quo. How do we break that mold? Well, I'll just give you a really fast answer on my side. Um, I, everything in your life should be goal-oriented. So if your goals allow you to stay in that same like rote memorization, be a good student, stay in line, all that, then do it. Uh, my gut instinct is that it won't, and therefore you need to break out of it. And that's one of those things. We could do a whole show on it. Um, it, it people either get it or they don't. Like It should all be determined by your goals. Your goals mandate your behavior, in my opinion. Yeah, that's such a good answer. I don't even know if I could top that. Um, Sarah, Sarah's very active on social, so we, we, we definitely appreciate her, her tuning into that. Nice. So in terms of just the, the quick of it, I think that a lot of what we need to do is take personal responsibility too. That education, you know, it, the whole idea is sometimes we feel like we're going to school and it's happening to us. It's nice if we play our role and, and responsibility. Because a lot of actually our work is, is like helping people unlearn bad habits. You know what I mean? And seeing, going from a goal approach, saying this is my outcome, does this process, step into a common, common sense corner of your brain and reevaluate, be able to say, from that perspective, saying does this still make sense in my life? Does this still serve me? And uh, well, but I, I think it takes a lot of self-awareness too, because I think, you know, what, what's, what, what impressed me with, with people um, who achieve a lot, whether yourself or Gary Vee or some of the people, let's talk about superpowers and self-awareness, mm. like to really know yourself. I think people got to get really curious 
um, about who they are. And I think that curiosity, I think, I think success for me, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking, um, like for success is I think it's like to be curious enough to know yourself and then be, be courageous enough to be able to be yourself. Like once you know a little bit Mm. more about who you are. Here's a question from David Bruno about habits. It's what is the best way to replace bad habits with good habits? Maybe we can get tactical here. Yeah. You want to take it? You want first? So to replace um, bad habits with good habits, to me, it starts with, I mean, depending on what it is, I, almost everything for me starts with identity. So I'm going to say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that this. So let's say that you, let's just write to the hardest one yeah. on the face of the fucking planet, food. So people eat bad food. They know it's bad. They feel bad. They look bad. It's just horrific. But it's a drug, and so it's very difficult for them. So um, what you have to start doing is saying, I'm the type of person that, right? So I'm the type of person that only eats things that are good for me um, six days a week, and I leave one cheat day. Okay, great. So six days a week, I'm going to tell anybody and everybody who will listen. And then the reason that I do that is I want to um, be the person that I say that I am. And the incongruity of telling people that you're one way and then secretly acting another is going to make them feel really uncomfortable, unless they're a sociopath, in which case I can't help them. Um, But if you're not a sociopath, you feel like a fucking liar when you're like, hey, I do this, and then, but for real, you don't. And then certainly with... um, eating, there's such a physiological response. Like you can see over a month, let's say, if you really switched your eating habits dramatically, there would be a physical result. You'd be able to see it. So people are just going to know that you're BSing. So start with identity and then start acting in accordance with that identity. So that, that to me is the biggest thing that you could do with food. I'll give you one more thing. You need to learn how to reward and punish yourself. So the times where you make the right decision, you need to reward yourself. Like there needs to be some like gratification in and of yourself. You don't need it externally. Just like, hey, I said I was going to do it. I did it. I love that. And then also finding a way to deal with the suffering. Because the reason they're not doing it in the first place is it creates some sort of psychic suffering. I don't mean psychic and like, I need a better word for this. Because during the interview today with um, Vanessa Van Edwards, she actually thought I meant psychic. Like, I can read your mind psychic. (laughs) Um, Just like mental energy. Uh, People need to figure out their tool and tactic for dealing with the suffering. So what I do particularly with food is I welcome it as an old friend and I remind myself that the suffering that I'm going through now, not eating, like right now I'm starving. At this very second, I'm starving. And I just remind myself, welcome old friend. Thank you so much for coming. I know that you're oxidizing my fat. Like I'm very grateful for that. And in doing that, like I actually get comfortable and I begin to reassociate the pain as pleasure and I'll stop there. That's amazing. I mean, identity, I, I, I think you hit it on the head. Like if somebody thinks they're a smoker, it's just really hard to change that behavior. Um, but um, in, my, in the episode, I would refer back to the episode that we just did um, about the logical levels of change. There, there's identity and beliefs and values and your, your, your habits and your, capa- your, um, your behaviors and your, uh, your environment. Um, I just did two episodes on habit change, so it's kind of fresh for me. I would say that um, there's this guy named BJ Fogg out uh, of Stanford University, a researcher, and actually that's where Instagram came from, one of his students. And think about habits wow. and addictions, right? He, um, and, um, and they want to make it so habitual, right? Where you pick, I think somebody said 54 times, you're opening up an Instagram 54 times a day. I'd be surprised if it wasn't more for me. Oh yeah. Honest. So oh here's God. the thing. Really? That that's the thing. I, and I know reply, people, man. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. You're like because there's some people that are only open them once or twice. So there must be people that are opening a mm-hmm. hundred times or whatever. Um, but that's and so he has a formula called B equals M A T, 
And so the behavior you want to change equals motivation, ability, and trigger. And I'm not don't break it Give down. It to me one more time. Yeah. So BMAT behavior, which is the habit, mm-hmm. equals motivation, right? Um, ability and trigger. Meaning that according to him over at Stanford, that these three ingredients is what. So for example, if somebody wants to stop um, stop eating a certain food, right? Um, the motivation. You, you need to figure out ways to lower that motivation because if that motivation is really high, then it's, it's, it's going to be very difficult because it's emotionally charged, right? The ability that's there um, is somebody, like, for example, I like to teach people new habits like reading and stuff, but they need to have that ability or competency. And the trigger is actually the one usually the biggest the one overlooked because usually what is, if you want to break a habit, you have to look at the trigger that's forcing that, that habit. Mm. And so in memory, that, that's my whole work is based on triggers. It's like something is reminding you of something else. In fact, even if I'm not teaching you that consciously, a lot of people right now with their memory, they forget somebody or name or whatever it is, but then, then something, you know, half a day later, later that day, triggers it and they remember it all of a sudden, oh, that's what the actor's name is, or oh, I gotta go to the, whatever it is, triggers them, right? And so I think a big part of breaking habits is looking at, I'll just mention that trigger point, is what's triggering you to want to do that? And I would say like, from a good habit standpoint, for example, I have triggers that just set me up. Like every time I get into an elevator and if I'm alone, I'll do squats. It's so silly, but I've trained really? myself to do that because I just figure like, hey, I'm, I'm not getting the movement I used to because I'm always writing and you know doing all this stuff that I'll trigger that. Um, you know, certain triggers could be also setting up the triggers in the environment. Like a lot of people, I tell people like in the last episode, don't touch your phone the first hour of the day, right? Uh, you know, that, that's a trigger. Having the phone in the room is your trigger. So remove, change the environment, you move the trigger, you remove the behavior, right? So ideally you kind of be able to set it up. But there, there's so many different ways. The other thing also, um, I, I don't know how accurate, I, I, was, I was reading um, an article about self-compassion, like the research on self-compassion, and they're saying that um, actually, yes, you want to reward good behavior and punish behavior, but when it comes to an identity issue, you don't, if, if, you, if you fail to eat the right or meditate that day or whatever, um, studies in self-compassion actually suggest not to be super, super hard on yourself, and just, and also, but, it, but, because a lot of us, we want to plow through it, saying to, to be kind with yourself is more likely that you're going to follow through on that behavior rather than beat yourself up about it. And really fast, for those of you just joining us, um, we're here with Jim Quick, learning expert, quick learning, and really want to bring attention to what I think is a fantastic episode of Impact Theory, which was the one that just went live last Tuesday. So be sure to check it out. Jim absolutely crushed it. It was a lot of fun. And for those of you that saw the first interview that we did a year-ish ago, year and a half ago, whatever it was, um, this is all new ground. So uh, be sure to check it out. All right, questions. We have a comment from Kate Carpenter. She says, amazing. My 10-year-old son who struggles with learning just did the list that we were doing earlier. That's awesome. He was so excited that he was able to remember the 10 items. He's actually excited to try to learn other things using this method. Dude, that's Thank you for this. Awesome. I'll definitely look into Jim and his methods to help my kids with school. That's that awesome. is Kate. so cool. Kate. I love that. Cool. That is amazing. I live for stuff like that. Lisa and I were just talking about this on our trip. Like, when you get a comment where somebody was legitimately impacted by what you're putting out into the world, that is so rad. Dude. So I love that that's the title of your show. Thank you. Make an impact. What else, yes. is it? what else is it for? Exactly. Cool. All right. That's here's rad. a quick question. What books do you recommend? 
Well, it's easy for me. <laughs> I don't know that the question's aimed at me, though. So why don't you uh, give us some learning, uh, mm-hmm. books on learning and memory? And- yeah, I'm, I'll pretty much just list all the people that have been on your show the past, you know, this, this, this season so far. Um, I think uh, we were talking about uh, getting into focus and everything else. I think flow. I think uh, Stealing Fire is a great book. Did you read like, Stephen Collar's book? Yeah, of so course. Stephen Collar and Jamie Wheel. I think that's a personal favorite. I know you had uh, our friend Peter Diamandis here. Yeah, and I'm not plugging. Just I think you should watch all the interviews because honestly, I love reading books and I read a lot of books. But I think a, a really good conversation, like mm-hmm. over a meal or something like that, could be as valuable, if not more valuable, than reading the book. But Stephen, uh, 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 Peter Diamandis, bold. Um, I Great know book. you're super involved in yeah, this yeah. and everything. Um, I don't know. I, 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 Any books on memory specifically? Um, Moonwalking with Einstein is the kind of the seminal book. I don't know how much practical information is in there. Uh, Not because, much. Because it's, it's more it's story intriguing, form. but... Yeah. Um, but that's like the book that ever, you know, the, like I don't think anyone could ever quote another book. Um, there, is a, there is a good book on thinking styles. I like um, historical figures like um, Leonardo da Vinci. So How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci by Michael mm. Gelb is a great book. It talks about uh, different ways that Leonardo thought about things, how he took notes, how he used his body in different ways, because he's not only just an artist, but also, you know, an incredible inventor. You know, he was a juggler. He spoke all these languages. He was a juggler? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, you do a deep dive into some of these these people. He used his body in certain ways, um, very kinesthetic. He was the one that used to get cadavers, right, and dissect them to figure out how the muscles were... Yeah, that yeah, I thought that was well. impressive. I thought, okay, that's when you take your drawing seriously. <laughs> when you're like, I need to know what's under the skin. Yeah, I'm very interested right now. Like, I'm 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 writing a lot. Yeah, when does your book come out? Um, I'm hoping to submit it the end of this summer. So it'll be nice. it'll be over the, over this next year. But this is the book I wish I had when I was, you know, labeled the boy with the broken brain. But it's it's uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited about it. But I'm basically putting everything in there that I wish. Like if it's anything like your podcast, it will become the seminal book on memory. Your podcast is wicked. Thank you. So I'm way into that. Super bite-sized, super actionable, really, really great. Yeah. We, did, we had Stephen Cotler actually in the last, in the last episode. Nice. He spoke, he spoke at our event, and we put um, like the, the hottest, the four points on getting into flow, and it's really, it's really mm. getting in the zone. Nice. Good stuff. All right. Here's a question from Matthew Berry. I read that our both boy, exercise. Yeah. I read that both exercise and meditation can stimulate memory. In one case, the brain is firing, and in the other case, the brain is essentially turned off. Are both cases true, and which is more efficient? Mm. Okay, Matthew. Um, so I live, on, I live in both extremes. So I meditate once or twice a day religiously. Part of it is because of the sleep apnea I talked mm. about in the last episode. Um, I don't necessarily agree that... I mean, somebody... They cite these studies how... You know, 20 minutes of meditation is equal four hours of sleep. I don't quite think that would be like, you know, but you could, if you Google that, it's like, it's pretty prolific out there. But I don't feel that in my experience. That's because you're not crazy. <laughs> um, but meditation definitely does help me with that because for me, it's um, when I get to go into parasympathetic mode mm-hmm. and I get to re- the rejuvenation effects of that. Um, float tanks or something that do it do it for me also it's pretty extreme it's not easily acceptable for everybody but in most major cities they have these kind of float centers um, so I like to slow down to speed up I feel like that's when I'm in those places that's where I'm integrating what I know um, also as well that being said I'm you know I live you know in a place where and me and neuroplasticity I just need that new learnings all the time I need my 
those firing, those neurons to be firing to, at the same time so they get wired together. So I get to, you know, I, I never want to put my head down on the pillow, you know, being the same person as I was, you know, at least everything that I know. And so I'm, it's, it's kind of an easy answer, but I would, I, would, I would say they're equally important because I stretch, I stabilize, I stretch, I stabilize. And I don't want to live on either extreme. I don't want to be just so frantic, just firing all the time, because that's what a lot of learned talent is. But I also don't want it to be completely turned off either. That's my easy answer. Nice. Uh, we'll do one or two more, I yeah. think. So here's one from Carol. From a learning and strategy point of view, other than trauma special trauma specialized psychological care, what can you recommend for people struggling with PTSD, and also for partners and family members supporting those with PTSD? Well, I'm going to take this one yeah. aggressively. Yeah. So you're carving out probably the only thing that matters. Like, you, If it is legitimate PTSD, understand that this is a neurological wiring problem and you're going to have to unwire that shit and it's very difficult. And because, like, so this is becoming a thing. You guys are going to hear me start talking about this a lot. I'm thinking about content around this. Like the more content that, that I put out, the more people that write to me saying, I'm contemplating mm -hmm. suicide. This episode stopped me from committing suicide. Like, it's, it, like, I take that so seriously, I can, can't say that enough. And the reason at one point during um, what was going on in Afghanistan and Iraq, there were more people dying, more vets dying of suicide than were dying of um, in combat is because of PTSD. So the, the just absolute um, domino effect that happens when somebody has PTSD, like, immediately, 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 you want to see, seek professional help. If you want to know one area, like I'm totally afraid of psychedelics. If I had PTSD, that day I would go and try it. Like the, the number of studies coming out that say that psychedelics help that are utterly transformative for PTSD, it's so crazy. Like I would do whatever I had to do. If I had to go to a foreign country to get it, if I had to like climb the mountains in Peru to go chill with a shaman, like whatever the fuck it took, if I had PTSD, I promise you I'm Captain Psychedelic until I no longer believe that that would be like useful. Um, so immediately do that. Everything else is the world's slowest boat to China and PTSD is so high risk from the perspective of uh, getting lost in deep depression, um, just not being able to function in life, and possibly then it being the lead domino that leads to suicide. You, you have to be ultra aggressive with this one. So um, yeah, I would say don't pass go, don't collect $200, go straight to cutting edge research where they're having 60 to 80% success rates, like whatever that is, Find that I can't say that aggressively enough. All right, Jim said. All right, uh, one more here. This is about brain supplements. Are there any that you would suggest for first-time users? Would you like to go? Um, I have another aggressive stance. So, um, and I think you and I are different. So it'll be good for them to hear from both of us. I don't supplement and I don't think supplements are necessary. I think supplements are what happens when you're not eating the right diet or exercising or getting your hands dirty or whatever. So I've made every mistake you can ever make both from a diet perspective from like, I'm going hard in the microbiome to learn about that mm -hmm. now. And, um, yeah. because for those of you that have heard, um, my wife struggles with the microbiome in a way that is, it is almost unimaginable for somebody who hasn't gone through it. So, so my life was on hold for an entire year because we couldn't even go out to eat. She had, you're going to think I'm kidding, 
roughly four flecks of pepper. Okay, so think about it. You shake pepper in your hand. Imagine there are four little flecks. Maybe there were six. Certainly wasn't more than eight. Flecks of pepper. And I almost had to take my wife to the emergency room. It was insanity. That whole year was just insanity. And it wasn't until we began to learn about the microbiome and realized that was a problem. Years of taking antibiotics just wreaked havoc on her microbiome. So now I'm going hard in the microbiome. Things like don't sanitize your hands. Don't wash your hands too much. Actually get your hands dirty. Like the amount of things, eating fermented foods, like yogurt, by the way, from, and I'm at the beginning of a very long journey, so please know that I will continually update my belief system on this, but yogurt probably isn't as effective as most people think. Oddly enough, uh, I guess, kid alert, this is mildly weird, um, the bacteria in yogurt is better for your vagina than it is for your gut. And so if you're having an imbalance there, it may be better to, to apply topically than to eat it. It's probably not doing much else for you, but there's a whole list. I just read a book called The Human Superorganism. It goes into detail on all the much more effective um, fermented foods. That's interesting. Uh, so yeah, I would say like, hey, how much sun are you getting? Instead of supplementing with vitamin D, you should actually be out in the sun. How much exercise are you doing? Are you getting enough fat in your diet, undamaged fats? So avoiding damaged fats. Are you fasting, which is like practically sacrilege, and people get so weird when I bring up fasting, but you should probably be fasting occasionally. So there are all these things, like your diet should be cyclical, you shouldn't be eating the same thing all the time, which I'm horrible at, because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is that is a huge topic. The moral of it is, I don't fuck with supplements. <laughs> um, so I've, I've never actually talked publicly about nootropics or anything, so I, I'm, that's not something that I've at this point of where I'm at, they feel because like you do them like a fiend, them. but you don't want to talk <laughs> yeah. about them or what? No, I don't. I don't. I don't actually supplement for that way. I mean, I always, I would always rather go food based. Um, so that's why you know I don't have any podcast episodes on you know nootropics. People must hit like you up every and day. I have. I you have could make lot, so much have, money if you just been, said I don't care about people yeah, anymore. Every, I'm gonna lie. Every day just, I get product. Every literal every single day, do I get samples? Oh from my this god! Product. Yeah, and you know. Because it'd be nice to do a memory demonstration and be like, yes, let's take this pill. I don't think there's a magic pill. I think that there's processes that we have to do the work for. I um, give you mad respect right now because you there is so much money in nootropics. Yeah, yeah. You're like the poster child for this. <laughs> you could get 2% of like 10 different companies so, right now. So I, I, I think... Jim Quick endorsed. <laughs> so I haven't publicly ever talked about this stuff, so that, that's just my, my stance right now. Wow. And, um, and, I'm, and I, I know we all evolve in everything. I'm not saying there's not things that help people's focus and their, their retention on stuff, um, you know, pharmaceutical and, and otherwise. Um, I rather get it from food always. Um, I, for me, I just, I, I take blood tests and I want to know like what, what like food sensitivities I have. Because I think a lot of challenges could be coming from like our diet in certain ways for me. Uh, and again, I'm not an expert. I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't. That's that's why I'm hesitant to weigh in on this kind of stuff. But I, I you know, I, I want to know nutrient density, what I'm lacking, you know, and I always want to be able to get it through through food. I agree, also, and also food sensitivity, right? The, you know, like the the green, yellow, red kind of the foods to stay away from the foods that I could eat healthfully. Because God forbid you're feeding, you know, your your kids foods that might be not good for them that are the best ever. Um, I do second the the microbiome 
like I'm, I'm really big about the gut being the second brain and taking care of that because you have the second concent most concentration of, uh, of nerve cells, like, you know, like in terms of, you know, neurons and stuff like that in that area. And when people like trust, take care of your gut, because without that, that's, you don't have anything. And so I, I would, I would weigh in on that. Cool. Word. I think that's right. it. Yeah. Q &A. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This was way more. I knew this was going to be fun. I didn't yeah. know I was going to enjoy it this much. So this was awesome. Special episode with Jim Quick. If you haven't already watched his Impact Theory episode, go check that out. It is amazing, and he goes through a lot of really cool stuff that I have not heard him talk about a lot other places. It was awesome. He was truly in a flow state. So be sure to check out that episode. And if you're not already, by the way, subscribe to his podcast, Quick Brain. It's awesome. It's short. It's punchy. It is really useful information that you'll be able to take away and apply immediately to your life. Um, and I will just say this, of all the people that I've interviewed, I'm going to say you're off camera the person I've gotten the closest to. So I can just vouch for the fact he's a good dude. Um, so check him out. Subscribe. I'm supposed to be talking to this camera. Hey, uh, don't ask me how I got convinced that that was the one since this is always the one. Hi. Uh, and I will work on my memory since that would have been good. Uh, so yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys. Thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.